Another week, another game. Uh, looking forward to being at home after being on the road the last couple weeks. And so uh, really excited to play at home Saturday night. And, uh, you know, we, we talk about seeing our fans on the road. Uh, that's always fun, but it's always good to be back home and, and in front of all our, our fans and, and in front of our student section. So looking forward to the game, looking forward to the matchup um, with Virginia. Uh, very explosive team, especially on the offensive side. They, uh, they lead and they're, they're in the top of a bunch of categories offensively um, in, in college football. And well coached, uh, obviously, Bronco Mendenhall is their head coach and does an amazing job with that group. You can see uh, that the time that he spent in it and uh, the wonderful schemes that they come up with and, and uh, that, that the style of uh, how they play the game, very familiar to what we've seen here uh, for way, uh, you know, more than a decade in BYU football. So looking forward to the matchup. Obviously some things that we can need to work on from last week, looking to get better. And so there's a lot of, lot of uh, urgency from us this week to, to get to work and Looking forward to the guys. I, I come talk about Washington State game. Love the effort. Kind of like I said, um, post game. Obviously, some things that we can fix. But uh, I'm glad the guys keep fighting and they keep believing in each other. And the effort was awesome. So we just put together a game plan and see what we can get 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 done this weekend and how much we can improve this week. Thanks, Coach. We have questions now from Jared Lloyd and then Jay Drew. Lonnie, we were, Bronco did his press conference a couple hours ago, and he talked about similar journeys, the fact that you both were defensive coordinators, got your first opportunities to be head coaches at BYU, and I don't know what kind of relationship you have with them, but what's that like? Just a different dynamic in that sense. You, you touched on it, but this week having the, the previous head coach come in with his new team. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of BYU guys on that staff, and so... Uh, there's a great connection between our staff and their staff and, and, and um, guys that have played football here and guys that have put in a lot of effort and energy and sacrificed a lot of their time here at BYU. So we're always going to be supportive of them. And, uh, you know, we, we, we tend to watch a lot of the Virginia games because we, we want to support those guys and we're friends with a lot of them. And, and uh, you know, I have tons of respect for Bronco Mendenhall and uh, what he's done here at BYU. But um, the, the type of man that he is, the leader that he is, uh, he, he, he produces great people in his football programs. And uh, it's been a pleasure for me to, to, to be here and to take over um, you know, as a, as, a, as a new head coach in a program that he established and laid the foundation and was able to really do some great things. And so I have a, a deep, uh, deep appreciation and gratitude to him and, um, you know, we still consider all those guys BYU guys. And so, um, you know, we, we support Virginia and we want to see them win. And, and uh, whenever we have uh, games and we, do, we have success, um, it's pretty much a given that we'll get a lot of praise coming from back east and a lot of the guys on that staff and, and people that reach out to myself and others on our, on our team uh, with congrats. And so just a, a classy organization and it's because of their head coach and what he does as a leader. Uh, and so you can tell his players love him. He does a great job and, and um, you know, uh, I like his style of, of coaching and leadership. I think he, he uh, gets the most out of his young men and they love him. And so uh, that's always gonna be good with me. And, and I have a, a, I mean, you know, if you look at the, the last um, 
you know, 16 years or so, there's there's been two guys in that seat, and he's one of them. So I think if there's anybody that would understand a little bit what I'm going through, he would be the guy. And so I'm looking forward to connecting with him pregame, and, and uh, you know, I'm going to give him a warm welcome that he deserves because of the time that he spent here and the things that he's done for this organization. Being a BYU fan myself, have tons of appreciation for that for for him on that. Well, once the the, the game starts. We'll go back to the game being about the players. And once it's finished, regardless of the outcome, that, that level of respect and, and, and appreciation and love will still be there for him and his staff. We make too much of it, Kalani, because I know at the end of the day it's a football game, and we always bring it up with Kyle at Utah and now Bronco coming back this week. Do you, it, outside, is it maybe bigger deal than, than maybe it is inside? Because you guys, you guys got to play football. Yeah, I think we try to stay f- as focused as possible and, and on what our job is, you know. And But I, I think it's uh, – I've been through it. I've, I've been where, where you come back to, to a place and, and uh, you know, you, that you've you spent time at. And so for me, being a former player, to come back here and coach is different. But it's pretty cool to see see the familiar faces and things like that. And um, it, it's, 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 a, it's a really cool experience. And I, um, for me – I think everybody can handle it however they, they want, but uh, I would hope fans would just be thinking about uh, the energy, the time, the sacrifice, the hard work that Bronco and his staff uh, did here and how it deserves, um, it deserves great gratitude and appreciation and love. And then when we go to the game, we go play the game, and the players on, in, in the same colors deserve all their cheers. And, um, you know, but afterwards, uh, I hope that we can – you know, I've always said that, that, that it's not good to, to want bad things uh, for good people. This this would fit in that in that uh, that sense where uh, it'd be good for us to support Bronco um, as a you know we're looking at a church member. He's a leader and he's he's producing some great things, not just football, but a lot of great things out there in in the East Coast. And uh, I think it'd be okay for us to to want them to do well in every game, but this one. Bonnie, uh, when you were at Utah, how often did you face a Robert and I offense as the D coordinator? And what do you just? What are some of the things that uh, stand out about it? I, don't, I can't remember all the all the years. I can barely remember what I ate for breakfast this morning. So, um, I, I, I mean, there's a style that Robert has, very effective. And, and Robert is is a guy that um, requires the, their old line to be physical, but utilizes everybody on the field including the quarterback and uh, look at what what um, coach and I has done with that offense I mean that they're at the top you know they, they score a lot of points they get a lot of yards uh, they're very difficult to defend they use so many different guys in so many different ways I mean they have receivers and, and guys that look like receivers that are playing tight end positions they have really big uh, big old line. Um, they can have a quarterback that's really um, – he's really efficient in his throwing, and then he can run the ball. So um, they utilize him in that way. But then you have a, just a, a bunch of different weapons that he uses. And um, he's evolved where he now uses so many guys in so many different ways. He's always done that. But, um, yeah, they're, they're just spreading the ball all over the place, man. And, and it's not uncommon to see a receiver or a tight end or um, – you know, different type of personnel in the backfield running the ball and even running out as an option pitch or 
and it, most times you see receivers go out you know in the backfield and they run something to the outside like fly sweep or stretch play and and he's running power and he's running counter downhill stuff with with uh, that personnel makes it difficult to defend um, but well organized uh, efficient and they score a bunch of points and get a bunch of yards so it'll be it'll be a, a uh, tough matchup, but we're looking forward to it. I, th I think he'll get the most out of us. We'll take questions now from uh, Mitch and Sean. Bonnie, you mentioned uh, uh, earlier that if there's a person that knows what you're going through, it would be Bronco. So I ask, uh, you know, when you first started in 2016 or in the years since, did Bronco ever reach out to you or did you reach out to Bronco for advice or, or pointers on how to navigate this BYU head coach position? The difficulty with, with head coaches um, uh, connecting quite often is that uh, you don't want to intrude on their time, you know, so uh, for, for me it's I didn't want to like invade his, his space going there and, and getting a, a new program set and then I'm trying to do the same thing here with, with a bunch of new faces so uh, we, we started to connect a little bit more when in, in like settings like uh, conventions and things like that, we'd always uh, talk for a little bit and, and spend some time together. And then, um, like Lavelle's um, funeral service, things like that, that we can we can kind of connect and talk. But I don't think uh, it was. Um, I think we were so busy doing that, um, trying to get our program set and our identity as, as coaches set and our culture set. I mean, our uh, uh, um, our scheme set that the programs with our with our new staff. So not a lot of that, but the. There's a bunch of coaches that are friends of mine there too. I mean, the guys that are position coaches and support staff members that that are you know friends with me and other coaches on our on our staff here. So those relationships just don't all of a sudden stop. And I wanted to ask you uh, maybe just the, the latest status on MP Romney, Fawatea, and Haas. Any of those guys possibilities for this week? The hard part about doing this at noon that that, that hour is that we don't know enough, right? So. Um, maybe we'll ask the people that you guys do interviews with after practice. So maybe A Rod or Fessy or someone will get on and give you some information on those guys and, and Elisa. But uh, right now, I don't have a lot to give you. So they're really being evaluated uh, as we speak. And so, you know, whether the news gets out, I mean, I, I, I imagine by the time after practice, everyone will know what's going on. If it's season ending or if it's going to be some time. But right now, I don't have any info, info for you. Go ahead, Sean. Coach, you, uh, you touched on Virginia's quarterback, Brennan Armstrong, a little bit. And, and just what do you see out of him that kind of stands out to you about him? And, and maybe more importantly, it seems like Bronco and perhaps more accurately, Jason Beck, their quarterback's coach, another BYU guy that you talked about, is kind of providing this nice track record over there of really good quarterbacks. So is, is, is his Armstrong kid just kind of another one in their line that they're making, or, or what stands out the most about him? Well, I think there's there's a lot of um, – if you're talking about foundation and how they – the core of how they teach, um, he fits exactly what they've been doing. And that, that goes before even Virginia. That goes out to here, that quarterbacks are, are well coached and – uh, they have a high football IQ, and um, you could you could just see when you're watching him that he's got this great presence about him, um, and he's got this moxie, he's got this confidence that you want in a quarterback, and he's a great leader. And so you see that, and then you 
combine that with his skill set, which is he's tough, he can run, and then he throws efficiently and makes great decisions. So uh, when you have all that combined with all the skill that they have on their team, you're, you're going you're gonna to score a lot of points and, and make a lot of defenses look silly. So we've got to be ready to work and we've got to you know, make sure that we don't make a lot of mistakes because they can, they can put you in a, in a bind with matchups and a lot of different things. And then they, they also can go some tempo. So they, they really stress the defense. And, uh, you know, they, they get a lot of young guys and, and even experienced guys watch the film and in bad positions. And, and uh, the quarterback finds, he finds the one mistake that you make on defense and he exposes you real quickly. Go ahead, Jake. Yeah, Kalani, you do this often where you guys go west to east two time zones to face off against teams on the east coast. Is it easier to go east to west or west to east, or does it really matter? I don't know. I, I don't know. That, I never heard that question before, but it, it, it's hard to go uh, two time zones away, right? And so um, I don't know if the difference, if you look at like when Hawaii leaves, the islands it comes out here compared to when we go there. I don't know. I just think everybody would like to play at home, you know, and, and uh, or take a bus ride somewhere rather than get on a plane. But the, I think when it all when it's all said and done, everybody's used to traveling. They they get they get it and you get there. And as long as there's air that you can breathe and and uh, you know you can there's a field to play a football game and the guys are going to be fine. I don't, I don't think it really adds much to the uh, the preparation and to the you know, as far as advantage one way or the other. I also wanted to just ask you for a thought on the Virginia defense. Nick Howell and Kelly Ping are running that defense. What do you see from them? Yeah, really good defense. And and, and um, they don't – if you look at them, they got some really good size. I know they've been, they've dealt with some injuries. That's always tough to go with. But scheme-wise and you're looking at um, the effort and the assignment sound football, great fundamentals, great technique. And so – um, and then you know those are good, some really good coaches. So they, they have, I like what they do scheme wise. I think they utilize their talent really well. Um, so it's going to be tough. I mean, this is a tough team. And then and you look at uh, what they've done all year long. That they're they're well coached in every phase, and uh, they get great effort. And the guys believe in each other. So that's you have all that combined with great coaching, and, and you know it's, it's going to be a good matchup. Glad we have them at home. You've been coaching BYU as an independent. You guys will be jumping into the Big 12, but they're stepping away from ACC play now to come out and play you guys in a non-conference matchup. Do you think that affects a team in any way to have to step away from conference play to play a non-conference game, or does it really matter in, in any sense? I don't, I don't know if it matters. I mean, I think you watch them, and they, when they play uh, week to week, they have the same mindset, same approach. Um, so I, I don't think I don't, I don't think that really plays into it, you know. That they dominate a lot of people, you know, and, and they do some great things in all three phases. So I I don't I don't see them looking at this as a as a, a step down in competition as it being a a, a, a G5 team or type or something like that. I, I see them looking at it as another opportunity for them to play. Uh, Bronco does a great job of getting his players ready, so they'll they'll be ready for the game, and I need to make sure that I get our guys ready. Hey, question from John Walker. 
head coach, if I could move away from Virginia and Bronco and homecoming and all that, even a little bit away from this week's preparation. Uh, but you touched on this a little bit in post game, but just wanted to get maybe a little bit more. Uh, you guys obviously get that six win, clinch bowl eligibility again for another season. Um, and that's obviously a big deal for the practices and whatnot. But can you just kind of give us a little more on, on why, I guess, being bowl eligible and getting that extra postseason is, is so important for this program, I guess? Yeah, because we talk about development and getting our players uh, more experienced. And, and sometimes, um, number one, the bowl game gives you an extra game for that. But I think I, th I talked about last time was just the, the, those extra practices mean a lot. And so um, it, it, to me, it's a great springboard to going into the off season for spring ball. And, and because your, your season's only in the fall, you have to utilize the time correctly. And, and if you don't have a bowl game, you don't get those extra practices and you don't get to see your guys develop. Um, believe it or not, guys can develop from August to December. And so when you get them in December, that's like another fall camp, but you'd get it later in the year when they've actually had months of being in the weight room and getting used to what, you know, the college life, getting used to the schedule. Um, and, then, and then you get them kind of fresh and you get them practicing. It gives you some time to you know, do some live stuff, do some scrimmaging, for, especially with the young guys and take advantage of all that time in, 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 in regards to their development. Coach, appreciate your time today. Uh, thanks for coming on and joining everyone. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Stay safe. Thanks.